thanks to good old inflation, our money doesn't go as far as it used to. You know, the cost of everything is going up. People are hurting because of this. They're concerned about putting groceries on the table. They're concerned about keeping their lights on and their family comfortable. Some folks are even deciding this week if they're going to buy medicine or food. And there are concerns of a coming recession. Today is the second episode of Inflation and Recession-Busting Ideas. So stay with us as we discuss ways to stretch our dollars. Welcome to Practical Prepping. Today is September 18th, 2023, and this is episode 417. This is the prepping podcast with no bunkers, no zombies, and no alien invasions. Just practical prepping, where we believe that stuff happens. So we need to stay prepared, and we're here to help you get prepared. I am Krista. And I'm Mark. And today we'll be talking about those 10 more inflation and recession busters. We keep hearing the word recession mentioned recently, and worst case would be a depression, so we decided to do this two-episode series on inflation and recession busters and how we can get ahead of it in case it does come about. Now, if you'd like the expanded notes for this episode, go to practicalprepping.info forward slash 417. And if you aren't receiving the Practical Prepping newsletter, then why aren't you? Go to practicalprepping.info. Click on free PDF. You will receive the free getting started in prepping PDF, and then you'll be added to the newsletter. Let's get to our second episode of 10 more inflation and recession busters. And let's begin with grow some of your own food. Let's hear it for the gardeners. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, next year we plan to put a really good garden in. Oh, yeah. Starting a vegetable or even an herb garden in your backyard is a good idea. It certainly is. I mean, there's nothing better than a fresh tomato right off the vine. Oh, yes. And we grew them in containers last year. Just a five-gallon bucket. Drill a few holes around the side about an inch up from the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then put a couple of holes in the bottom. Put some rocks in the bottom and... Put your soil on there so it'll drain through. Oh, yes. You, and you can grow actually several things in one bucket. You can. I wanted to try. I didn't try this in a bucket, but I want to try putting corn and beans in the same bucket. Corn and beans. But next year, we're going to have a row of corn. We're going to have a row of beans. If you have limited space, those containers are the way to go. But growing some of your own food is a cost-effective way to enjoy fresh produce And reduce your grocery bill, and that will help with the inflation or the recession. Well, another thing you can also do is curb some of your eating out. Eat at home, cook at home, prepare meals at home. A lot of people are into the prep advance work where they'll make lunches that they'll take to work for a whole week, and they'll prep like on Sunday night and parse everything out into separate containers because they're cooking at home. Mm -hmm. Saves a tremendous amount of money, and it uses up your resources, what you have out of that garden or your pantry, and definitely saves money. And it also allows you to control your ingredients, your portions, and the quality of the food that you're eating eating. Absolutely. And plan your meals in advance and cook in larger batches. I do that. Yes, you do it very well. But this also comes if you're brown bagging it 
if you're carrying your own brown mm-hmm. bags, not the right ones. Well, it's like I said, meal prep for lunches for the week. People right. can take their lunch to work. And the plate, and you already have those. And I've seen folks that did those on Sunday afternoon, put them in the freezer, and then pull them out one each day. Yeah, or like the night before. Or maybe the night to get before. It to to, yeah. Whatever works for you. It's going to reduce the waste on your food. You'll definitely save money on your grocery bill. And it can also supply some ready-to-eat options for those busy days when you may need to have something prepped or chopped or ready to go ahead and start cooking once you get home. Maximize DIY. DIY. Do it yourself. You know it. You know, we need to learn some basic repairs on our home, <laughs> right? on our car. I mean, last week I had to do some toilet work, and then this week I had to do some toilet work. Yeah, we had a flapper valve situation. Today, yes, but I had to change the whole works out last week. Oh, yes. And so the cats and I got under there, and they helped me get that changed. And But do you know what a plumber, and I'm not dissing plumbers, but do you know what it would have cost us if we'd had a plumber come I do it? I did a little bit of research on that, What's and that? it was between 100 and $300. Ooh, lordy. It was between 100 and $300. And all it really cost you was the cost of the materials in your time. Yes. So you definitely saved more than $300 mm-hmm. there. And do-it-yourself lawn maintenance. Now, I have had a number of people offer to charge us to cut our grass. Sure. But I enjoy it, and Krista enjoys it. I do. I really do. I seriously do. And ever since we got this uh, beautiful brand-new riding mower, man, that's the jam right there. Mm-hmm. i tell you what. I like being out on the mower because it takes me away from everything else that's on my mind. I can just concentrate on whatever I want to think about. I can sing to myself. It's just my time, mm-hmm. and I'm cutting grass, and I'm doing something beneficial. And the telephone's not ringing. I, You're and I'm not, not answering it. it either. <laughs> I, mean, I don't I, take my phone with me out there when I'm mowing. I've gotten where I don't, unless I'm here by myself. Oh, if I'm here smart. by myself, I carry my phone in my pocket, sure. not where I can answer it, but where... If I get hurt, I can get help. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can lay right where I am and get help <laughs> you know rather than having to crawl to the house and get help. You know, so, under this uh, DIY situation, you can also make your own cleaning products. And mm-hmm. that also says because cleaning products are not inexpensive. They actually are very expensive, especially when you're buying small amounts and you're replacing them often. If you'll use some products like white vinegar, baking soda, lemon, lemon juice, salt, kosher salt, there are countless ways you can make combinations of your own cleaning products. Oh, let me also put in hydrogen peroxide. It's also very important for disinfecting purposes. So Google some of the ways that you can make your own cleaning materials that are fresh, they're non-toxic, they're safe around your pets, your kids, you, you know, whatever. Now, when you were reading across some of those ingredients, you said vinegar, and then you said baking soda, and I thought, that's a disaster waiting to happen. But those two don't go in the same recipe. Well, now they can, and I'll tell you why. If you're doing like a drain clearing, you're going to put the baking soda down the drain first, Mm -hmm. and then you're going to wait four or five minutes, and then you're just going to follow it with some vinegar. You want it to bubble up. Okay. Now, it's not going to explode. It's no. not going to pop up in your face. But what it does is it busts up grease clogs and very effectively. But the vinegar and the lemon and some of the other stuff makes things in the hydrogen peroxide that you can spray on counters and clean them. Yeah, they'll actually disinfect. That's what all the doctors use in their offices. Yeah, the hydrogen, hydrogen peroxide. peroxide. Mm-hmm. 
But you can get into so many things. And we had a friend or have a friend who used to do her own detergent for the wash. Yeah, I, my own daughter has done that too with mm-hmm. the with the washing soda and some of the ingredients. You can make your own powder detergent. Yeah. yeah, and and it does a great great job, mm-hmm. and it's cost effective and it's eco friendly. And while you're talking about this, one of the better weed killers that I've ever used was a mixture of Dawn dishwashing liquid, vinegar, and salt. Okay. All natural ingredients. All natural ingredients. Mm -hmm. Now, it took a little bit longer to kill the weeds, but it killed them dead. Yeah, there you go. That's what you want. That's what you want. Let's take a short break for our sponsors, and we'll come back with the rest of these ideas for inflation and recession busting. Are you starting a podcast or maybe a YouTube channel? Are you writing a book? Are you starting a business? Or maybe you just need to rebrand. Well, you're going to need a logo, you'll need graphics, and you'll need a website. All of these need to represent your brand. You need ProLine Digital Group. Eric and his team understand branding. They also understand graphic design and all the -the behind-the-scenes technical stuff that makes it all work. Contact ProLine Digital Group. You'll be glad you did. ProLineDigitalGroup.com or you can use the link on our website. After Hurricane Adalia, hundreds of thousands of people were dealing with contaminated water supplies, and bottled water was priced at a premium. Our listeners know this can happen, even in a non-hurricane situation. But it does not have to happen to you. We have been telling you about the Pro One Gravity Water Filter. If you had the big plus, it would have guaranteed your family had plenty of fresh, clean, crystal clear drinking water you could catch rainwater, use contaminated tap water, or even use the flood water from the backyard and run it right through the filter. Regardless of where you source your water, run that through a Pro One Gravity water filter and you'll have clean drinking water. The Scout 2 and the water pitcher filter hold four tenths of a gallon, and the prices start at just under $70. The Big 2 holds two and a half gallons and starts at just under $140. Plus, you can buy the big two with four interest-free payments of around $35. So don't tell me that $140 is too much to pay to guarantee you and your family have clean water regardless of the situation. The link is on our website at practicalprepping.info. Go take a look and then order your Pro One water filter today. Someday, you'll be glad you did. I was reading about how many hundreds of thousands of people were left without power in Florida alone after Hurricane Adalia, and there are many more in Georgia and the Carolinas. Then, while looking at some gear on the 4Patriots website, I came across the Patriot Power Sidekick Mini Solar Generator that comes with a free solar panel. I saw similar solar panels selling for over $200 at the recent HamFest, so that makes it an even better deal. The generator is silent and indoor safe. It has nine power outlets and comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. The generator and the solar panel are only $499, but Practical Prepping listeners get a 10% discount on their first order, making this too good to pass up. If you're looking to get into solar as backup power, this is the way to get started. 
for Patriots. The link is on the front of our website, practicalprepping.info, and use the discount code PREPPER to get 10% off of your first order. All right, welcome back. Now, we're going to continue our discussion about busting up inflation and recession. And we want to tell you to be mindful of your energy consumption. I can hear my father now. Turn off those lights. I can just hear him now because he would go from room to room and the lights would be on and there would be nobody in that room. Turn that light out. And, you know, it does make a lot of sense when you think about all the different things that can be turned off to save a little electricity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's amazing how much electricity that our house draws just with the stuff even that we can't turn off. Like refrigerators. Refrigerators and, and, and computers. Now, the two computers that we use for the the podcast, they run all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take a chance on shutting them off and them not coming back on for one reason. But when you talk about this energy consumption and talking about your dad, I think about the episode of Last Man Standing when Mike and Vanessa Baxter came home. There was no one at home and every single light, including the lights in the closet, were on. Yes, they made a big deal about him going from room to room, Mm -hmm. turning off all the lights. And so definitely light usage is a big draw. And so definitely turn those out when you leave the room. And use energy-efficient appliances. Yeah, they even come with a special sticker. Yes. We're not saying go out and replace your stove just to make it a little bit more energy-efficient. But the time's going to come that you have to replace the stove. You're going to. We had to do it a couple of years ago with our refrigerator. So we looked for one that was very energy-efficient. And I had to change the water heater out a few years back in another house that I own. And it's the old family home place is where it is. And the energy efficiency of the old unit versus the new unit was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. So by now, that has already paid for itself. If you don't have adequate insulation... Get some more insulation. You can. It's not that expensive to have insulation blown into the attic. Well, also, a lot of folks have found that they don't have any insulation in the floor area of the attic, which would be your ceiling, your top ceiling in the attic. You can get that roll, those fiberglass mm-hmm. rolls, and that really does make a tremendous yeah. difference. And I'll tell you how you can tell if somebody's attic or roof area is well insulated. If you live in an area with a lot of ice and snowfall, particularly snowfall, If by mid-morning the snow has melted off of the roof, that means the heat is escaping Mm -hmm. through the roof. If the snow falls on your roof and it's still there day after day after day, you've got good insulation. You've got good insulation. Because the heat's not escaping. And I've seen that with frost. Mm -hmm. If you will look at some roofs in the mornings sometimes, you can see the ones that are well insulated and the frost is still there. Same principle of what you're talking about, the heat escaping. Another thing, and this is one that Krista and I honestly resisted for a while. We're better about it now. And that is adjusting our thermostats. Right. We are, uh, even in the summer, we've been running our thermostats two and three degrees higher than we were, say, five years ago. Truly, we are. We really are. And it's saving some money. We really Mm -hmm. do want to reduce those utility bills as much as we can. Right. So we're keeping it just a 
tick warmer in the summer and a tick cooler in the winter. But, you know, it translates into dollars saved. And so that's I sure. figured that that fattens my pocket. Mm-hmm. The same thing. I had to buy some new spotlights for outdoor. We've got some spotlights around the house and there's a couple more of them that are have gone out. Yeah. And I needed to replace them. And I stood in the big box store there, I guess, 10 minutes or so comparing the floodlight bulbs with the energy consumption and the savings over a year. And so I did 10 minutes of comparison to decide which bulbs to put into our lights. And I looked at it, and even it's gotten me thinking about changing some others out leaving them on because they're motion detected. Then they will only come on when there's motion. Or there's a way we can flip the switch and make them come if we if we want to be out oh, in the, the sure. backyard. That's just something to look at. We have the ones that are motion detection in the carport. And so that light is off most of the time. Yeah. But if we go down the steps, it comes on. If we drive in, it comes on. So we have light there. But the switch is on all the time, but the light bulbs are off most of the time. And that's always a good savings. Something as well. to consider. Also, you want to look for some free or low cost entertainment options. You know, remember the Taylor Swift ticket fiasco mm-hmm. of this past summer? I'm not dissing Taylor Swift, but I'm saying that people are paying thousands of dollars for a ticket for one concert. Well, think about what's in your area that costs no money whatsoever or very, very little. There's always some kind of a community event. There's local parks. You can just go and play. There are public libraries that have sometimes they'll show films and certainly they've got books to read. You've even got resources online where certain festivals take place that may be free to attend. But then there may be some vendors there that would like to have your support. Mm -hmm. So look around at what's available to you. There's plenty of art museums in our area that are free to walk in and just enjoy. And in the last couple of weeks there's been two car shows in our city yes and you can walk around and look at old antique cars or another one was a corvette show Mm -hmm. you can go and look at corvettes from the 50s 60s on up till today and those cost nothing to get in now you're talking about the taylor swift concert the last (laughs) i saw they've gotten the ticket situation worked out but those tickets are running as much, I mean, a little over $1,000 a piece. Oh, my word. Well, I saw something the other day that she has in production where she is filming concert. And yes. they're going to put that out as a movie. So if you really want to go see, see Taylor Swift, you can spend $1,000 or you can wait and spend $15, $19 and go and watch it at the AMC Theater. I'm not sure what the ticket price on that movie is because it's coming out while her concert is still going on, which is very unusual. So I wouldn't have any idea what that costs. Mm -hmm. So we're not claiming what the ticket price is, just to be sure. I would imagine that they probably would charge and will get more than the usual ticket price. Well, I'll say this. If you are interested in seeing Taylor Swift, check it out. Yeah. (laughs) You'll get the information. It's not high on my personal list (laughs) to go. No, we're, we're fully supporting those that want to go. We would rather probably go to a different concert, but that's just us. Yeah, I'd rather do 40s big band stuff. Hey, you know what else you can do to save money and bust inflation right down in the teeth? You can negotiate. So don't be afraid to negotiate prices or ask for discounts. I'll tell you, 
as a retailer, I often would, I would welcome a negotiation in my store, particularly and only in the area of cash, because it didn't cost me any money to transact mm-hmm. cash. Now, I can't negotiate over like a credit card purchase because I had to pay a percentage It's already discounting it to me. I can't discount it to them. Well, you could negotiate, but you're going to get a lot better deal if you're negotiating cash, check, something like that. Get your yard sale on, you know, because and people that go to yard sales and garage sales and what have you, I think the folks that are selling, I think they they expect a bit of negotiation. Mm -hmm. And I think most people should be very open to that. Mm -hmm. If you're a yard seller and you don't negotiate, you're not doing yard sales very well. You need to learn that, hey, everything's for sale and everything has a price. And you'll sell it a lot quicker if you are willing to negotiate it. Yeah. And so if you want $5 for it, put 10 yeah, exactly. Yeah, you might get seven fifty. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, you never know. And you might have somebody walk up, pick it up, and hand you a ten dollar bill. You, you just, you just be, don't well, know. Yeah. There's an art to it. But saving money, uh, negotiation will do that for us. I'll tell you something where I negotiated and really paid off years ago. I wanted to purchase what was at that time the newest, latest, hottest flat screen television. Mm. You remember those great big gigantic yeah, ginormous took, took four, four guys to pick oh, it up. Back in the 80s and 90s those big giant televisions. Well, those were going away and there was a floor display of a flat screen TV in a Sears and Roebuck. Remember Sears? Yeah, I do. Remember Sears? I do. It wasn't that long ago seems like. But anyway, so I wanted the television that I was looking at. I saw the display and the I said, "Okay, yeah." And it was ridiculously expensive, even for back then. Mm-hmm. It really was. I mean, compared to what they're selling for today. And so I saw the price, and I said, okay, that's the one that I want. The little sales guy goes to the back room. He comes back out, and he says, oh, my word. We don't have that television in stock. And he's like, ah, what do you do? So my negotiating skills came up, and I said, would your company be willing to sell me the floor model? You know, if you've got a box for it, mm-hmm. I'll take it today for cash, but I'm interested to hear what kind of deal you're going to make me. Yep. And then knock like $250 off. And uh, to me, that was a good deal at that time. And mm-hmm. I, I bought that bad boy. And we had that television for many, many years. Yeah. It, don't be afraid to buy the show model. We, yeah. we actually did that not long ago with a set of file cabinets for Krista's office. Oh, yeah. And they had, they gave us the wrong one. We bought two, there's identical set, and they actually didn't match. One was dark color, one was light. Yeah. And so I had put the light color together, which, or we had put it together. And that took a while because this is part A and tab B and slot C oh. and O for don't forget to do this. <laughs> but I'd gotten that all put together, opened up the next one, and it was the wrong color. Yeah. So the and next, these were going to go side by side. Yeah, so that's side why we really side. did want them to match. And they did need to match, and they were very nice, are very nice cabinets. And I went back, and I took it, and he apologized, and he went back, and he said, "I don't have another one." But he took care of me with the floor model that was already put together. Hey so, now. Yeah. So not only did they made it right, and yeah. you know places are going to make mistakes. If you're in business, you're going to make mistakes. Exactly. It's how you handle fixing it, right? That matters. Nobody needs to to have a bad day. Oh no, you know it's oh, not no. like they purposely try to wreck your mm-hmm. life or anything. 
Now, you're talking about negotiating. Here's another one, and that is bartering goods and services. You know, bartering has got to predate most currencies, Mm -hmm. when you think about it. Because at some point, early man had possession of one thing, and his neighbor, other early man, had possession of something else. And each one needed that. Mm-hmm. And they, they worked out a trade or some kind of a trading value, and that turned into merchant trading and then exploration, and here we are. Mm-hmm. And so bartering is an excellent form of currency. Mm-hmm. It says, I have something of value, and you have something of value, let's work out some kind of a trade-off where we neither one of us feels cheated, but each of us gets what we want. Mm-hmm. And there is, again, there is an art to bartering as well. Here's my, my one hard and fast rule. If you're going to enter into a bartering situation, be prepared to follow it through. Be prepared to follow it through. Don't just start bartering and then walking off. You know, in other words... Don't be casual about it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to barter with somebody, they're serious. You need to be serious. Exactly. Don't be joking around. Now, we have a bartering episode coming up, I think, this Wednesday. Woo-hoo. But you can barter uh, fresh garden vegetables. Sure. You lawn services, computer repair services. I've done this with automotive-type stuff. Mm-hmm. You do this for me, I'll do this for you. I'll tell you a great example that I used for bartering, and I'm the one that brought it up, and it was delightful. The The, the situation was perfect. I was asked to babysit. I was a teenager, neighborhood family. The mom of the family owned a women's clothing store, sportswear-type clothing store. And I was at the point in place where I would love to have some new clothes. So I suggested to her, rather than pay me in money, could you set up just maybe a a line of credit at your store? Like if I do $10 worth of babysitting, would you give me $10 worth of credit? And she happily agreed. In fact, she actually sweetened the deal. Mm -hmm. She was a good business person because she wasn't going to be out the $10, $20, or $30. She's only going to be out whatever it cost her. And that was back when $10 would buy some clothes. Oh, I could buy two or three outfits for $10. And so she would set me up on a little gift card, and I would babysit for ever so how long. And then I could just walk into her store and just pick it. It was like a mm-hmm. gift card situation. And this was a barter. She got what she needed. I got what I needed, and we were both happy. Yes. So bartering goods and services. How about DIY gifts? You know, we spend too much money for gifts. Do we? <laughs> well, you look at what we we've got nine grandchildren now. Well, look true. at look at what Christmas cost. I think you know. I saw a meme the other day. It says, considering the number that we have to buy for and how much everything costs, everybody's going to get a Christmas prayer from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> and, and there's a point where our children, who are grown, mm-hmm. and one of whom has a grandchild herself, our children don't get presents like they used to. Well, Our grandkids I think, yeah. do. I think the older you get, the less stuff you really need exactly. Or want. And and the kids have finally figured out when I say, "Don't buy me anything. I I, I don't want anything." Yeah, right, and right. Just, and my dad was that way. The thing is, if I need something, I'll go buy it. Yeah. If I really want something, I'll try to talk Krista into letting me buy. It. But I don't need anything. But here's what we have found, and we actually did this in the family one year. You had to make 
the Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. was a lot of baking. There was jellies. There were there's some artwork, artwork, and little and, things that were done that way. And, and I don't think any of my kids are listening, but what you get this year is probably coming out of the wood shop. Yeah, it could be. So yeah, instead of buying those expensive gifts. Consider making homemade stuff. Well, I'll tell you, too, that the great poet Ralph Waldo Emerson once stated, not in a poem, but he was chatting with someone, and he actually made the statement, I've never forgotten that I read this, that in his estimation, a gift that you create from your own hands, your own mind, your own imagination, was the greatest of all gifts you could possibly give someone. Mm -hmm. And if that did mean a loaf of banana bread or a dozen cookies or a macaroni necklace, whatever it is that you Mm -hmm. made with your own hands represented so much more devotion and love than just some kind of a mindless item that you felt like you had to buy in order to satisfy because it truly is from the heart. And when I build something for the kids or the grandkids, I'm thinking about them while I am doing it. Yeah, it's so personal. And so it it makes it much more personal. It does. And the other thing, and Krista and I are doing this now because she's like me. If she wants something, she buys it, to be honest. And I'll get what I really want. And and we do (laughs) have to be careful. I'm not saying that we can go spend whatever we want. We do have to be careful with our spending. But if there's something that we really want, we'll figure out a way that we're able to buy that. But here's something we've started doing instead of Christmas present type stuff is giving experiences. Yeah. and Going and doing fun things. And we'd rather do that, especially for a birthday and an anniversary. Yeah. Let's go try a new restaurant. Let's go to a new Mm -hmm. this, a new that. Let's go visit a park or a state park, just an event or a festival that we've never been. And it's so much more fun. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I don't remember exactly what event it was, but we took the money we would have spent and we rented a little cabin in the woods. Yeah. And just for the weekend. It was great. We did some writing and it was just a beautiful time. We built fires. It was Mm -hmm. just lovely. And and now the fires. And we brought our own food, as I recall. We did. So we saved some money there, too. Well, it was about 17 miles from there. Well, that's true. We we realized there would have been no run to the store, you know. So, yeah, we brought every. Every bite we ate, we brought with us. And so we ate well. We had good mm-hmm. company. And by the way, the fire was in the fireplace. We didn't set the woods on fire. No, 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 no. No, no. no. Let's go on. And here's one that I'm slowly working through. And I'm doing this kind of like I do with my email every now and then. I go through and unsubscribe to a yeah, whole bunch of things. Right. We need to unsubscribe from unused subscriptions. Yeah, those can really add up. Mm-hmm. That really that involves everything from your streaming on TV to you know periodicals that you may be reading digitally and also getting in print. Mm-hmm. Do you need both of those? You know, so you have to evaluate whatever you're paying for in a subscription. I understand there's now even an app or an internet service that actually investigates to see what subscriptions you're on that you may have even forgotten about, and your credit card is still getting hit month after month after month. And and a lot of times we don't notice that two or three dollars, sure, or we don't notice that fifteen twenty dollar a year subscription Mm -hmm. that we don't need, we don't use, and like you said, we have forgotten about. Also, something else you can do that will actually 
make a big difference in the wallet, and that is to review your insurance policies. You know, you want to do that anyway, periodically. Maybe you've had a major life change and you have forgotten to inform your agent or the company. Perhaps you have upgraded or downgraded your home. Mm-hmm. Maybe your personal relationships have changed. Maybe you divorced. Maybe you're married. Maybe there's been a baby born in your house. You know, something that may have an effect on how you are insured and how well your coverage will cover how you're insured. So periodically, you need to assess your policies to ensure that you have the right car coverage, home, contents of the home, that sort of, uh, even health insurance. Whatever you are insuring, you need to check on that from time to time and shop around for competitive rates. Oh, the the marketplace is full of competition now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're open to negotiate. They are. Yeah. Don't be afraid. What's the worst they can do? Say no. Yeah. You know, if you don't ask, you don't get. Exactly. That's what mother taught me. Exactly. Great episode here. Now, today's cup of coffee comes from Heather. Thank you, Heather. We really appreciate it. And I've been sipping on that cup of coffee right here the entire episode I hope you didn't be hearing that, and if you were... (laughs) Hope you didn't be hearing that. Thank you for that. I guess I need to edit that part out, High school graduate here, and college attendee, all righty. Yeah, yeah, and and published author. I'd be laughing at you. (laughs) But but I have a very good editor. Yes, he does. And 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 if, if, well, I'm going to tell you, too, if you have received some value from the podcast, how about helping us out by giving back a little by buying us a cup of coffee? You will find that link on the front page of our website. And as Mark tells you, I always say, stuff happens. Stay prepared. And we'll see you next time.